Chapter Nine of Diggers in the Earth by Eva March Tappan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by April six zero nine zero, California, United States of America. The new metal, aluminum. Not many years ago, a college boy read about an interesting metal called aluminum. It was as strong as iron, but weighed only one third as much, and moisture would not make it rust. It was made of a substance called alumina, and a French chemist had declared that the clay banks were full of it, and yet it cost as much as silver. It had been used, in France, for jewelry, and knick-knacks, and a rattle of it had been presented to the baby's son as the emperor of France, as a great rarity. The college boy thought by day and dreamed by night of the metal that was everywhere, but that might as well be nowhere so far as getting at it was concerned. At the age of twenty-one, the young man graduated, but even his new diploma could not keep his mind away from aluminum. He borrowed the college laboratory and set to work. For seven or eight months, he tried mixing the metal with various substances to see if it would not dissolve. At length, he tried a stone from Greenland called cryolite, which had already been used for making a kind of porcelain. The name of this stone comes from two Greek words meaning ice stone, and it is so called because it melts so easily. The young student melted it and found that it would dissolve alumina. Then he ran an electric current through the melted mass, and there was a deposit of aluminum. This young man, just out of college, had discovered a process that resulted in reducing the cost of aluminum from $12 a pound to 18 cents meanwhile a frenchman of the same age had been working away by himself and made the same discovery only two months later aluminum is now made from a mineral called bauxite found chiefly in georgia alabama and arkansas mining it is much more agreeable than coal mining for the work is done above ground the bauxite is in beds or strata which often cover the hills like a blanket first of all the mine is stripped that is the soil which covers the ore is removed and then the mining is done in great steps eight or ten feet high if a hill is to be worked there is some variety in mining bauxite for it occurs in three forms first it may be a rock which has to be blasted in order to loosen it second it may be in the form of gray or red clay third it occurs in round masses sometimes no larger than peas and sometimes an inch in diameter in this form it can easily be loosened with a pickaxe and shoveled into cars to be carried to the mill bauxite is a rather mischievous mineral and sometimes acts as if delighted in playing tricks upon managers of mines the ore may not change in the least in its appearance and yet it may suddenly have become much richer or much poorer therefore the superintendent has to give his ore a chemical test every little while to make sure that all things are going well this bauxite is purified and the result is a fine white powder which is pure alumina and consists of the metal aluminum and the gas oxygen cryolite is now melted by electricity the white powder is put into it and dissolves just as sugar dissolves in water the electricity keeps on working and now it separates the alumina into its two parts the aluminum is a little heavier than the melted cryolite, and therefore it settles, and may be drawn off at the bottom of the melting pot. 
there are a good many reasons why aluminum is useful as has been said it is strong and light and does not rust in moisture you can beat it into sheets as thin as gold leaf and you could draw it into the finest wire it is softer than silver and it can be punched into almost any form it is the most accommodating of metals you can hammer it in the cold until it becomes as hard as soft iron then if you need to have it soft again it will become so by melting it takes a fine polish and is not affected as silver is by the fumes which are thrown off by burning coal and so keeps its color when silver would turn black salt water does not hurt it in the least and few of the acids affect it another good quality is that it conducts electricity excellently it is true that copper will do the same work with a smaller wire but the aluminum is much lighter and so cheap that a larger wire of aluminum costs less than the smaller one of copper and its use for this purpose is on the increase it conducts heat as well as silver if you put one spoon of aluminum one of silver and one that is plated into a cup of hot water the handles of the first two will almost burn your fingers before the third is at all uncomfortable to touch aluminum is found not only in clay and indeed in most rocks except sandstone and limestone but also in several of the precious stones in the yellow topaz the blue sapphire and lapis lazuli and the red garnet and ruby it might look down upon some of its metallic relatives but it is friendly with them all and perfectly willing to form alloys with most of them a single ounce of it put into a ton of steel as the latter is being poured out will drive away the gases which often make little holes in castings mixed with copper it makes a beautiful bronze which has the yellow gleam of gold but is hard to work when a piece of jewelry looks like gold but is sold at too low a price to be real it may be aluminum bronze very pretty at first but before long its luster will vanish aluminum bronze is not good for jewelry but it is good for many uses especially for bearings in machinery aluminum mixed with even a very little silver has the color and brightness of silver the most common alloys with aluminum are zinc copper and manganese but in such small quantities that they do not change its appearance with so many good qualities and so few bad ones it is a small wonder that aluminum is employed for more purposes than can be counted a very few years ago it was only an interesting curiosity but now it is one of the hardest worked metals automobiles in particular owe a great deal to its help when they first began to be common in nineteen o four o five the engines were less powerful than they are now made and aluminum was largely employed in order to lessen the weight before long it was in use for carburetors bodies gearboxes fenders hoods and many other parts of the machine makers of electric apparatus use aluminum instead of brass the frames of opera glasses and of cameras are made of it travelers and soldiers and campers people to whom every extra ounce of weight counts are glad enough to have dishes of aluminum the accommodating metal is even used for wallpaper and threads of it are combined with silk to give a specially brilliant effect on the stage it can be made into a paint which will protect iron from rust and will make woodwork partially fireproof aluminum has been gladly employed by the manufacturers of all sorts of articles but nowhere has its welcome been more cordial than in the kitchen 
anyone who has ever lifted the heavy iron kettles which were in use not so very many years ago will realize what an improvement it is to have kettles made of aluminum but aluminum has other advantages besides its lightness if any food containing a weak acid like vinegar and water is put into a copper kettle some of the copper dissolves and goes into the food acid does not affect aluminum except to brighten it if it has been discolored by an alkali like soda tin dishes so called are only iron with the coating of tin the tin soon wears off and the iron rusts aluminum does not rust in moisture a strong alkali will destroy it but no alkali in common use in the kitchen is strong enough to do more harm than to change the color and a weak acid will restore that enameled ware especially if it is white looks dainty and attractive but the enamel is likely to chip off and two if the dish boils dry and the food in it and the dish itself are spoiled aluminum never chips and it holds the heat in such a manner as to make all parts of the dish equally hot food then is not so likely to burn down but if it does only the part that sticks will taste scorched and no matter how many times a dish boils dry it will never break if you make a dent in it you can easily pound it back into shape again it is said that an aluminum tea kettle one sixteenth of an inch in diameter can be bent almost double before it will break aluminum dishes are made in two ways sometimes they are cast and sometimes they are drawn on a machine if one is to be smaller at the top as in the case of a coffee pot it is drawn out into a cylinder then put on a revolving spindle as it whirls around a tool is held against it wherever it is to be made smaller and very soon the coffee pot is in shape the spout is soldered on but even the solder is made chiefly of aluminum aluminum dishes may become battered and bruised but they need never be thrown away there is an old story of some enchanted slippers which brought misfortune to whoever owned them the man who possessed them tried his best to get rid of the troublesome articles but they always returned so it is with an aluminum dish bend it burn it put acid into it do what you will to get rid of it but like the slippers it remains with you unlike them however it brings good fortune because it saves time and trouble and patience and money a few years ago the motive power for most manufacturers was steam electricity is rapidly taking its place and if aluminum was good for nothing else save to act as a conductor of electricity in its various applications there would even be a great future before it End of chapter nine